Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. $2,000. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer on Twitter. That is at Luke Stuckmeyer. He is Cody Del Mondo at Cody underscore CHGO. And out in Arizona, our guy, Ryan Herrera. That is Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. And he's also been doing the great articles he's been writing up at allchgo.com. Uh, this is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, including more news out of uh, Sloan Park where Ryan's been hanging out all afternoon soaking in the sun what ryan what is it out there are you 80 is it is, is it hot are you sweating yeah i think it got to like uh like 81 or something like that today oh we have a friend in the background that's like 81 i see some moisture on your forehead man you look like you're you're ready for some ac yeah we're gonna have to get nah, him what? some uh tv makeup a little powder on the forehead a little sweat <laughs> I'm gonna, have to, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to hit the pool after this. I'm yeah, hotel pool after this. You can re-listen to the podcast while you're in the pool with your <laughs> your earpods. That'll be nice. Um, hey, so the news today that we heard, uh, you know, Bruce Levine tweeted, it, and then all the bunch of other people tweeted it that Edward Alzelay is now saying that he's got the lat strain that's going to keep him out for two months. Ryan, my question is, what does two months mean? Does that mean March and April? Does that mean? you know, March and April plus trying to then ramp up to have a spring training. So it's really May. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can interpret two months. Either way, it's not good. There's no, there's no good scenario out of Definitely that. Definitely not great. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so yeah, it's like a lot. Uh, yesterday they said it was shoulder tightness. Uh, it was kind of clarified a little more to like kind of the armpit area. So like a lat strain. Um, he three and a half weeks ago, I think is when he said that he had the injury and he got a PRP shot last week, or yeah, last week. And then he, you know, four weeks from then, uh, something like that, that timeline is when he can actually start doing baseball activities. Um, but this is also, he said it's, a, it's the same kind of injury he had in like 2018, uh, still in the minors. And, and it kind of wiped out his whole 2018 season from like the end of May on. Um, so re, if it's a re injury, it's like it, it two months, I mean, I, when you say two months, I, I consider it two months from today, but that's that seems kind of optimistic. And we talked about it yesterday, like players, you know, want to be more optimistic about how quickly they can they can recover sometimes. Um, so two months could mean he might he might be midseason. I know Kyle Hendricks said something about like midseason yesterday too. So it's kind of up I mean, in the air. It's not, not, it's not that clear. The timeline isn't very clear. I don't even know if they have one yet. 
Right. I mean, so in that scenario, like best case scenario, if he's saying two months from today, even if he's saying two months from best case scenario is probably middle of May Memorial Day. And that's like coming from the player's mouth saying I'm going to be fine. Like, yeah, yeah, this could be bad. Yeah. I mean, I guess for our own our own health, I guess we should just... Our own put, mental health. Our own mental health, we should just put a line somewhere in, like, mid-June. I feel like that, like, if he's not back, if he's not back by mid-June, then it's like, like, dang. You know but mid-June's I mean? disappointing, too, because this is a guy you want to see prove that he's, uh, you know, a, a solid rotation pitcher. You want to see him solidify even being the number three or four starter this year. For sure, yeah. And, no. then, and then next year, you'd like him to push himself up to the, you know, the top three starter and, and be a big piece of the Cubs future. And man, it's another delay. It's another setback for young starting pitching for the Cubs, which they just have not been able to develop those guys. And that's why you see franchises trying to stockpile young arms because stuff like this happens and it slows you down. The pandemic happens and it slows you down. A 60 game season happens and it slows you down. Like, it's tough, and, and obviously there's some opportunities for other guys, and, and we will get to that a little bit uh, coming up in the second segment here, but it's difficult. Then the Cubs go out and sign reliever Chris Martin, uh, mid-'90s fastball. What do you guys know about him, remember from him? Um, I've seen, you know, Brendan, our colleague, was like, eh, it's, it's a good, it's good another piece to the puzzle, you know? It's another arm that's... Helpful. Yeah. Was on a winning team last year, yeah. won the World Series. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always good to bring those type of guys in. And, you know, he came up, I believe, on fan graphs. I think his, like, rookie season was when he was 26. He's in his mid-30s now. So he's been in the league a while. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Sounds um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, to me, it's just another depth piece in the bullpen to get past the loss of Cody Hoyer and, you know, I believe there will be more. That's I think we can for sure say that at least in the bullpen we'll have more coming. I mean, that's, Although, that's really what it is. Yeah. That's really what it is. Is I don't think you know that he should be. I think for the most part he's coming in as a veteran bullpen guy. Obviously, you know, Jed said yesterday they need to. Their focus is on pitching and pitching depth. But at the same time, you know, it comes on the heels of the Jesse Chavez signing. It's just two veteran guys. Two guys know what it's like to be a major league pitcher um, that can, you know, help bring along some of these younger guys, these younger arms, and whatever they do, the, the man rods of the world, and and just be that veteran presence. Um, regardless, you know, I think it's uh, it's kind of like a no risk situation for them. Oh, I got a golf cart, but a no risk situation for for the Cubs, and in, in that, you know, these guys, if they do really well, that's just kind of gravy on the contract. But it's also they're going to be guys that come in and should provide some good veteran leadership for some of these younger guys. Brandon's uh, jumping in on the chat and he's like, by the way, I don't consider Chris Martin a splash move. <laughs> by the way, I would agree. Nobody's calling it a splash yeah. move. It's, it's mm-hmm. a depth move. It's um, a move that's under the radar. I mean, obviously the first reaction that 80 to 90% of Cubs fans on Twitter who maybe are watching some baseball, but not, their first reaction was, we got the guy from Coldplay, you know? <laughs> yeah. There, it, it was yeah. just, it was just, my Twitter feed was just a slew of Coldplay jokes. <laughs> like, is he going to sing the seventh inning stretch every day? Is Gwyneth Paltrow going to be at the games? Yeah, definitely a walk-up song or walk-out song has to be a, yeah. a Coldplay song, yeah. 
you, you Col, anybody a Coldplay yeah. hater here? No, nah. I'm actually not a Coldplay hater. I'm, I'm all right. Not, with I'm not Coldplay. a hater. I'm not. But like, I'm, old. I'm not even a fan, really. But I'm not like I. I don't have anything negative to say about them. Well, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice considering some of the jokes that were out there today. Um, hey, we so let's take a look at a graphic. We've got some key additions the Cubs have made so far this offseason. And, you know, they come different ways. Obviously, Marcus Stroman was the signing. Wade Miley was the guy off waivers. There's no question they're the two biggest moves. Yeah. Fast and furious early. Then Chavez and Martin, both guys from the Braves, have been added. Andrelton Simmons, who started his career with the Braves, is another one. And then, you know, Gomes is maybe the other one that really jumps out there. As Brandon was pointing out earlier, Stroman and maybe Wiley you consider splash moves. Stroman for sure. Miley to the next degree. But it still hasn't been the big move. And the question remains, with all those players out there, will that splash move still come? Yeah. The second splash move. Right. No, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's very telling right now that the Cubs need, uh, need that big move on the, you know, for offense and uh, for the lineup. So we are here. Uh, it's been, what, it's Tuesday? It is it's, Tuesday. It is Tuesday, so it's been I had four to think days. for a second. It's been four days since the lockout ended. Uh, I am a little surprised that there's still a ton of names out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I we go back and forth with like. Wait, you know, six days since it ended, right? It ended Thursday? Did it end, th- did five, it end Thursday? Five days. Five yeah. and a half, but you could have signed somebody late Thursday night, true, right? True, true. Okay, yeah. I mean, they've had a little time. We'll call five days. I agree. <laughs> Less five than five a full week. days. Five Less full than days. a week, okay. Um, again, I, I think it, it's surprising we still haven't made a big move, but also there's still a lot of guys out there. Um, you know, yesterday we saw a big trade. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's what's holding it up. I thought with everything getting done, we, we're in spring training right now. We're just not right. seeing anything. It's I don't get it. Like, just when baseball can really like boost themselves up a yeah. bit, they just punch themselves right in the face. I mean, that's that's basically what they're doing. Cactus League games start on Thursday against yeah. the White Sox. Ryan, you saw Andrelton Simmons today. Uh, what did he look like? I mean, he uh, he took a round of BP, uh, live BP actually. Uh, I think he had like a little grounder to the right side. I mean, he. I think this is the first the first um, you know time we've seen him this since Friday or Thursday, I guess when the when that when they, uh, the, the reports came out that he was signing. Cause I guess today, today Ross said it was like officially official. Um, and the Cubs tweeted it out and stuff. I mean, he hasn't shown much. Cause again, it's his first day out there on the field. I think he was just itching to get on the field. So like he didn't do like any throwing or, or infield practice or anything. It was just that round of, of BP, but he was just wanted to get out there kind of being here for so long and not being able to do anything. Um, at least that's what Rossi kind of said, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Definitely going to keep an eye on him, see how he looks, see when he starts taking infield practice and working with Nico and Nick. But uh, not not a lot to see so far besides the one round. That's that's he not going to go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. So you don't have a four page scouting report on his first five swings in the cage yet. We know that's coming, no. but not yet, huh? Yeah. Not Leave yet. It to Corey and Brennan. I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, the people the people on social media. Their, their comments are justified at this point. We'll see if that changes tomorrow. Yeah, I, I've seen uh, the chat going through. Somebody, I can't remember who it was. Uh, was it Brandon? It wasn't Brandon again. It was somebody like who was Peter's asking, comment. is it Freddie Freeman 
or Correa, who's the better fit for the Cubs. And while we may get to that in this podcast again, because that's what we do, (laughs) uh, the other news is Seiya Suzuki, 27-year-old Japanese outfielder, third baseman, shortstop, slugger, Mm -hmm. reportedly meeting with the Cubs last night. And we don't know where that went. He still hasn't signed anywhere. There was um, a lot of reports going out yesterday saying he was signed with the Padres. That didn't happen. You know, he was hanging out with you, Darvish. Yeah. Which you would assume you, Darvish, had some feedback for him about his time in Wrigleyville and at Wrigley Field with the Cubs. So there had to be a conversation about that somewhere in there. Um, But here's a guy, you look at his numbers. We don't know how it's going to translate to Major League Baseball. It's worked for some guys coming from the Japanese baseball leagues, 38 homers. He's a slugger, yeah. you know, and he just looking at his numbers and some of the scouting reports, it appears he's a guy who would fill some needs for the Cubs. Third base, outfield, shortstop, slugging hitter. He's not a left-handed bat. That's maybe the only thing that doesn't play there at the moment, but you could certainly use a player that would put up those numbers in your lineup or something close. And he's, you know, know, mid-20s, so obviously young and – Again, yeah, you don't know how the the players from Japan are going to translate right away here in the states, but I mean, clearly a lot of t- it's not even just the Cubs. A lot of teams are in on them. Uh, I think a key part though in getting success out of those players is just getting them as comfortable as possible. If the Cubs do indeed sign him, true. I feel like that's a big thing, um, and I feel like our experience with Darvish has kind of makes me think that I know he was already in the major leagues for a while, but like, I feel like Darvish really started to get comfortable. Um, not only when he got healthy, but also like he taught himself how to speak English and not that, that he, not that he had a translator before is a bad thing, but he kind of just, I guess, took it upon himself to try. Right. He and, wanted to have that conversation. Yeah, He wanted to have that conversation. He wanted people to understand him and get him a little bit more. And, so that's kind of on like what he did to to like help himself, um, but the Cubs and whoever whoever he signs with, I feel like they have to take go that extra mile to make sure he feels comfortable because coming from another country and everything, like it'll be a whole new culture sh- culture shock for him. So it'll be interesting. I mean, it, it's and it's not just the players coming from Japan; it's literally players from all over. all over the world. It's more difficult to evaluate the competition they're playing in compared to what seeing them come up through the minor leagues somewhere against guys of an equal level of playing ability. So it's it's more difficult than evaluating. But you know what? It's tough to evaluate players coming out of college and high school too. So it, it, it's just a difficult thing. The case here is you'd be looking at giving this guy way more money than you would a player coming out of college or high school that you drafted and For sure. worked through the minors. So that's, that's why there's risk there. Yeah. I mean, I guess the first guy I think of, if you think of, former Japanese players with the Cubs that played, you know, that a position player was Kosuke Fukudome. Sure. And, I mean, let's be real, that contract was heavy and it didn't really work out in the Cubs' favor. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just one guy. Um, this guy seems like he's a real deal, though. And, uh, you know, again, it's – if the Cubs go pull this off, like, it is only an upgrade. Like, considering right. the position that they're in right now, it is undoubtedly an upgrade from what they already have. They need outfield help. help. They need someone who can play all over the field, kind of like 
at least his baseball reference page says that he can play third base and shortstop. Right, right, right. As well, uh, they like everything lights up that uh, for when it comes to need for the Cubs. So, um, I wish he could bat left-handed, but you know, we'll take what we can get. Ryan, there were no sightings of him this morning, right? It was just last night the conversations, and then all quiet on that front. Yeah, yeah, no, not nothing. Uh, no sightings, no new reports uh, coming out today. I know. I can't remember who someone I think someone tried to get it out of Jed yesterday during the press conference and Jed you know he's like I'm not going to comment on any free agent <laughs> stuff like that um so but I think I think someone maybe had you know a little bit of word about that and tried to get Jed to comment on it but uh, didn't happen and we haven't gotten anything since those reports came out uh, it's just it's an, another interesting piece in that you wonder if I, I don't know what the money would be you know uh, there's been reports that he would talk to the Mariners as well and some of the teams out on the West Coast, you know, if you do that, obviously you're probably not doing some of the other big moves we've talked about. But if you're not, if you already know you're not doing those, the Cubs have the money to do whatever they want. If they think he's the player, they can they can bid for him just like any other team and, and put substantial amount of money out there on the table for him because they have a position for him to play, multiple positions for him to play if they think he's the guy and their scouts believe that. And financially, they have the flexibility there. They have the money in free agency if they want to. So, yeah, that would be it. Would be another interesting way for this team to go. And and frankly, because they're not currently in what we believe is a championship window this season, mm-hmm. they have that type of flexibility to take a gamble on a guy that maybe you don't know as much about uh, as compared to obviously. Freddie Freeman or Carlos right. Correa or whatever. So if those are too high and you can go next tier, but it's a gamble, right. maybe maybe the Cubs are one of those teams yeah. that fit and, in that group. And the difference between what could be this situation and Kosuke Fukudomi is when the Cubs signed him, like the Cubs went into next season right. with expectations, uh, you know, to at least win the division in 2008. So, you know, this – I mean, even if they sign Suzuki now – I, you know, they're probably still at best a wild card contender uh, with still a lot of holes to fill. So, you know, a complete different scenario. And if anything, that, that kind of helps him because it's going to allow him to, you know, get acclimated with Chicago and teammates and everything like that a lot easier. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe in, in a way it is a little bit of a pro. Uh, big news from within the division came out within the last 30 minutes or so. Katie Wu of The Athletic uh, reporting that Cardinals ace Jack Flaherty underwent a medical evaluation on his right throwing shoulder today. No details on what those results are, um, but this is the ace of the Cardinals. And obviously, you know, the Cubs have had some bad news with injuries with Alzali and Ian Happ and in the offseason. Here's another team, red flag going up for the Cardinals saying, whoa, hold on here. This could be a major impact within yeah, the division. For sure. And, I mean, it's not like Flattery has been, you know, clean health his entire right. career. He had injury problems last year. I can't remember exactly what her next tweet was after that, but it had to do with the lockout having an impact because I think they're not really sure how this happened. How it and, happened or yeah. when they start treating you know, when do you start yeah. treating them now? Yeah, yeah. You know? So, so uh, yeah, I mean – Again, lockout's not just affecting, or the after the aftermath of the lockout isn't just affecting uh, the Cubs. Um, you know that's uh, 
that's just the, I guess that's the state of where we're at right now. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm never going to support St. Louis, but for his sake, I hope he's okay. So, um, you know, there's obviously <laughs> the comparisons of Su- Suzuki and Fukunomi, who we just talked about in the chat and I see him going on and people are saying, well, he's a lot younger. I mean, they're completely different players. They just happen to be coming from the same league mm-hmm. and the same country and they both can play outfield, but let's not compare them uh, apples to apples here just because that's the, the only thing they have in common. Obviously, it's logical. That's one of the first right. things your mind does. But obviously, uh, well, to Jim, me, the biggest thing is you just have a tougher time evaluating people from right. other countries. There's been a lot of great players come over from Japan, though. Like, there's, Absolutely. There's, like no, there really is no reason to look at his numbers and think that he went up against talent that wasn't good so you know maybe like the only thing you can say is that there wasn't nearly as much talent as there is here so right. you know i mean again i think that there's definitely a lot of upside with with him and you know that's what the cubs need right now they need upside they need things that are going to get the fans excited and like that's why every day when we read the comments and you know people are still yelling, yelling about correa or whatever it is like these like people are craving and i don't blame yeah, people we're, we're we want something exciting to talk about Galvin's one. Galvin three sixteen says they could do Suzuki and Correa yeah, if they wanted to, they and he's, could. <laughs> he's not totally wrong about he's not, that. You he's know, not I, wrong at all about that. I so. I like if for the Suzuki deal for me, uh, when if if it's a player coming from Cuba, Japan, Dominican Republic, if it's harder to evaluate that player, I would rather go high on the money and fewer years. Yeah, just so like. If this isn't the window where the Cubs are competing for a championship, find out what that player is in the first two years. If you've overspent there, that's okay. It's not my money. If you overspent there, that's okay. But then you're also way more likely to extend that player to the long-term deal they're really looking for. Yeah. yeah, If they're willing to come here for that. Right. And that's the key. I think think the Cubs, I mean, I I don't know, but I think the Cubs have probably already sent an offer, but I think it's really coming down to, where he actually wants to play. So. Sure. I would love to know what you Darvish said to him. I, I, I would like to know if you Darvish gave I'm a sure positive said, review. I'm you sure. Darvish has been, uh, since being traded away, has been very, and even at the end of his time here the last year in Chicago, very positive. You know, yeah. uh, he's he's been very good out on Twitter, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't have to be. Either. No, things didn't start well, and a lot of people turned on him. And yeah. I think the way he carried himself was pretty pretty respectable and something to be uh, proud of, really. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's unfortunate the way that it ended because, you know, you thought you've, you've, you finally got the, the U Darvish that you had paid for, uh, but, you know, Jed, you know, chose a direction and is what it is. Which I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. Like, if you don't know... Right. Pick a lane. Don't and just don't this, go down the middle of the highway all right. day. And, they, and they, they moved him at the right time because... As much as I like Darvish, he did have a little bit of a down year last year. Had some injuries, and if the Cubs would have tried to trade him, at, you know, last season, right, it would have, you know, probably wouldn't have got the return that they got. So, I agree with you. Um, you know, we have some great partners here, and we're going to get to some of those today that we're expanding our partners. Mm-hmm. But points bets, the real big oh, one. That, you know, obviously they've expanding. been. Oh yeah, wait for it, Ryan. We got a couple Thank reads here that. We got some products. We got some products here back when you get here. Some things to try. <laughs> that right. I'm. I'm. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm jacked up about some of these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Let's start with our, our great partner, uh, PointsBet. Luke just won his first bet over the weekend. We're going to feed him a nice winner for the NCAA tournament. No cash register, Joey? Come on. I got to transfer over the sound effects okay, from oh, Studio right. A. <laughs> Next time, I would prefer we're still, to catch it. We're still uh, adjusting here in Studio C, as we like to call it. Um, but anyway, the, I'm going to get Luke a great winner for the NCAA tournament coming I'm waiting. on Thursday. I'm waiting. And I'm going to give it to him for points bet. The best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's two thousand dollars, guys. <laughs> but that's not it. That's not it. If you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Hashtag dope merch. Hashtag merch madness. Yes, <laughs> that's two thousand dollars in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free. T-shirt from the CHGO Locker. All for making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can boot. You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account just like Luke did from start to finish, all from your phone. He did, like... Grandpa Sucky actually did it from his phone and everything. It was unbelievable. One of those so smartphones. Of One of those smartphones, yes. Plus, during Points Bet March Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets during each round. Just place a $50 pregame wager, and you get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. <laughs> Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Cody and Ryan, our next partner, has a product that I've literally started using every day now. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time. I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. Hated taking all the vitamins and pills and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and wanted to see what all the hype was about. So... What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and for me, important, aging, all these things. So what I do is I take it in the morning. Okay. I take that one scoop, mix it in about eight ounces of water. It's not chalky at all. It's got a good taste to it. It goes down smooth and boom, there it is. That's, that's how I start. That's my positive start to the day. I have my athletic greens and I'm like, okay, I, I can feel good about that. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all of those, it works for you. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance 
And for every purchase, this is what's great about the company as well, they donate to organizations that are helping to get nutritious food out to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. I started taking it six days ago. I feel better. I do yeah. feel like I have more energy, and I love the, the taste of it's good. Yeah, you've been coming in a little bit more perked up. Right. You have been. I took, I, I've used it a few times. My girlfriend's been using it. She loves it. Um, yeah, we just, our entire office, we're all just very perked up. Right. They sent us, they sent us some samples. And so we've been trying it out. Yeah. And from experience, I can tell you it's good stuff. Yeah. And I, and I've seen a change in like six days. So I'm hoping if I start to use that now for a longer stretch of period of time, that it's really going to start to affect gut health and all those energy. And as they pointed out, aging, which we all know (laughs) is a problem for me. Um, so David Ross, when we were looking at, we were talking about Alzali in the first block with Ryan. Uh, he had an update on Alec Mills. Ryan, what was he saying about him? Yeah, so uh, you know we're, we're talking about. I think I think it was a little mention of Alzali uh, and his injury, and uh, Ross kind of said that you know Alec Mills, uh, they're planning on you know him being a part of the rotation come regular season. That he, you know, he's been doing it. He he kind of proven that he deserves a shot at least to be in the rotation. Um, so I, I guess, you know, you, you talk about Hendricks, Miley, and Stroman as your your three starters. I think you can, uh, you know, pencil in, don't use pen, pencil in uh, Alec Mills as uh, as that maybe that starter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Twitter, Twitter did not love that news. I'll tell you that much. Um, but that's, you know, David Ross clearly sees something uh, in Mills. You know, Mills had that, that no-hitter a couple of years ago. Um, he's been a guy that could bounce in in between the bullpen and and you know get a spot start. He ended last year had a, had a rough last month, but you know he's a guy that could go out and, and be the starter. And you know, hope I know the Cubs hope he 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 could bounce back like that and be a more dependable starter uh, this season. But it seems like Ross you know wants to give him that shot to be you know to have no doubt like hey you're going to be in the rotation, try to run with this uh, opportunity. I will say that. The only thing that kind of, and I feel like all of us will probably agree with this, but the only thing about all four of those guys in the rotation is there just isn't a lot of velocity. And, uh, you know, I know Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson are going to be in the running for this fifth spot. Um, but that's that's what sucks about losing Alzales because he, he brought velocity. Mm-hmm. He, was, he, he could pump 95-plus and – you know, now we're now we're missing that. So that's why I think it's fair for us to want the Cubs to go get another starter because nothing against Alec Mills or Wade Miley or or you know, obviously Stroman or, or Hendricks, but you know, you need a, a mixture in there, you know what I mean? Right. So uh 
that is what it is. That's that's my two cents on you know on this. I I think Alec Mills definitely has earned the right to be in the rotation. One hundred percent. It's just yeah. It's the rotation that he's in. It's like I mean, we we have a lot of soft tossers, finesse guys in there already, and you know Stroman. I wouldn't you know I know he doesn't throw super hard, but you know he. Uh, it's not like he's far off from like guys like Hendricks or or Miley as well. Here's where I would guess David Ross is going with this. You have a, a guy who has done everything the organization has asked of him. Everything, you know? Yeah. He's he's taken different roles, he's pitched different places. When when they need a guy, he's the guy. The younger guys that are trying to take that spot. While Cubs fans may want to see those young arms right away, David Ross is showing a clubhouse of young players coming up through the system. You've got to earn that spot. Yeah. And I'm not just going to hand you that spot. So that's probably what's happening here. Alec Mills has earned his trust to take those starts early in the season. That doesn't mean he's going to hold the job the rest of the year if one of those other two guys or both those guys are just absolutely dealing. They'll take the job from him when they earn the job from him. And right now, he's rewarding a guy who has done a solid to the organization. And listen, I think Alec Mills is a great guy to have on your roster, on your 40-man roster. Do I think he's long-term a a member of a five-man rotation for the Cubs? No. But that doesn't mean he's not a good guy to have on the 40-man roster. And right now, he's the bar that David Ross is willing to put out there and say, go be better than him. I want to see your best be better than him, and I want to see it be consistently better than him, and then we'll talk about earning that spot. Until then, you haven't proven anything in the big league. So in that way, I understand what David Ross is saying here. Um, Pete and some other people <laughs> are on the feed, not quite as positive I don't about agree with that. Alec yeah. Mills. I would disagree. Alec he, Mills threw a no-hitter. Yeah. He threw a no-hitter. Yeah. Again, I've been to 1,000 baseball games in the major leagues in my life. I've never seen a no-hitter. So Alec Mills has done something that's still impressive. I've and seen I know there were more of them in baseball. You've seen one. Milwaukee. Carlos Zambrano. Carlos Zambrano. Oh, man. Cubs no-hitter. Oh, Last second send to Milwaukee. The ch- tickets were cheap. Not against the Brewers. No, against the Astros. That's, that's the great trivia the part. When it, somebody from outside of Chicago or a non-Cubs fan, you're like, who is Carlos Zambrano's? No hitter against at Miller Park. And they played in Milwaukee. Yeah, and then yeah. they're like, well, it's the Brewers, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Michael is saying, go Dodgers. Do we have a troller? Yeah, it looks hey, like a troller. We take anybody on the feed. I don't mind too. it. I don't mind it. Whatever. Yeah. Bring yeah. it. Oh, man. As long as you're watching. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Exactly. As long as you subscribe, Michael, and give us the five star review. Yeah. We're cool with that. I like uh, brother BKL Contreras. He's yeah, a, he's the Yankees fan. He said, "Hey, CHGO Sports, keep keep it good work on your channel and stream, fellas." Also, yeah, the Yankees you. fan, and I am I'm a Yankees fan. And I always respect the Cubs. Keep it up, and got your subscribe. Hey. Thanks, man. Well, that was nice. I was a little mad at the Yankees about the whole Rizzo thing yesterday. But yeah, I, John Heyman's tweet. Yeah, still not. But I'm over I'll, it. I'll, Brother BKL Contreras is making me rethink that. I'm going to be a kinder, gentler person because mostly probably because of, you know, the supplements I've been taking. Yeah. Athletic Greens, I feel better, more energy. Because of the Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens are really changing our attitudes. Even though, you know, I still don't understand why the Rockies are talking to Chris Bryant and I'm not over that. But other than that, I'm pretty positive. 
I, I mean, I feel hydrated and, and just better about myself. So that, <laughs> that part is good for sure. Um, what else? What, 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 Let's see. What, oh, we wanted to talk also about, you know, just Cubs free agents. And it was just interesting because you took a lot of heat on the Twitter feed, mm-hmm. whether it was your handle or the, <laughs> the Cubs CHGO channel. Cubs yeah. handle. Um, they, find, it's a real divide, isn't it? When yes. you're talking about Bryant, Rizzo, Schwarber, right. specifically. Right. And like, so on the CHGO Cubs Twitter account, sure, it's not every single tweet, but sure, if there's something related to Rizzo or Bryant or Schwarber, I'm probably going to tweet about it from that account because some Cubs, fan, Cubs fans care about those players. And uh, there's a lot out there that want people to just move on from it. And I just don't think you can. Not yet. Not until they at least sign their new contracts with whoever it is. If it is the Cubs, cool. If it's not, fine. Um, I just, there's a divide though, like... I, people who want to move on from those guys, when you consider what's left on the market and you want to, and people who want to move on from those guys and also be competitive in 2022, I just don't know how you can look past them. Like if you, unless you're full yeah. on for a rebuild and ready to, you know, well, let's, let's try again in 2023, then at least you're a little bit more justified there. But I mean, you look at what's on the market right now. I mean, even if the Cubs just signed Correa and that was it, like sure, they probably just Correa. If they added Stroman and Correa in the offseason, I'll be I'll be impressed. Yeah, real but impressed. Even if they did just that, they're still probably a wild card contender at best. In my in my opinion, I don't know how you feel, but like so. But it's the same well, thing. Flaherty's not pitching for the Cardinals. They're starting to move up the division for me. Perhaps yes, perhaps. Um, but the point is, is I could say the same thing about Rizzo or Brian or Schwarber, yeah. and I would still say we're probably a wild card team at best so and a lot of that has to do with the lack of velocity on the starting pitching staff and just a lot of what ifs there isn't any like oh this guy's you're going to get this from this guy and this is from this guy there's a lot of you just don't really know so that's even if you bring in some of those guys you still don't really really know like not one player is going to carry your entire team uh there's very far few in between players who are able to do that even Mike Trout can't do that um so (laughs) you know what I mean I Basically, my if you follow me on Twitter uh, at Cody underscore CHO, sometimes I'll just like read my replies, and I'm I just don't really understand a lot of people. Like it's just anger. There's a lot of a anger lot of out anger. there, and in the I world. get it. I get it, man. Like the the Cubs haven't really signed a major free agent outside of Stroman in the last three years, and the Ricketts. It feels like they're always crying poor, at least from our our spectrum, like where we're at, like it, there's all these excuses, all this stuff. I totally get it. And I'm with you whenever they traded all the guys away at the deadline. I remember just being flat out angry with ownership and everything. And I don't know, time has passed though. And again, I just, a lot of people think that there's just absolutely no way that they could bring back a Schwarber or or a Rizzo or something like that. And it's just like, there, there's nothing that actually proves that. Sure. Do you not want to like get up and like be optimistic about that? I could understand why not. We're Cubs fans. We're used to being hurt. I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for me, at least for me, I just like to live more optimistically because that I'm just happier that way. Right. So could be worse. You could be yeah. in Cincinnati. That's yes, for sure. exactly. We could be the Reds who quite Jeez. literally they didn't those those players weren't even like at the end of their contracts. They were like in the middle of their like 
primes. Was that a low blow? I apologize to Cincinnati. No, you don't have to apologize to those guys. <laughs> Brennamans, I apologize. Uh, so Jake anyway. is back to our other conversation. Jake says Alec Mills has gotten nothing but hate, and he keeps showing up for the Cubs every time they need him. He's no ace, but he's a solid fifth starter. Ryan, would you agree that not only that, he's a guy that's respected for the way he's gone about it in that Cubs clubhouse? Uh, well, first, that's like probably the first positive thing I've seen someone on social media say about Alec Mills today. Um, but yeah, I mean, do I like you said earlier, Luke? I, do I see him as like a long-term option at starter in the rotation? No, he, he. I think what he was doing these past few years is probably what he's best at. But um, again, like he's you know he's he's kind of earned his place, and and like you know David Ross sees it, the front office probably sees it, and they see that oh we got a plane going overhead. It's kind of a lot. Um, David Ross sees it and, and he wants to at least give him that shot, you know, um, like you, again, Luke, you said it earlier already that this is kind of like a, a, an example, you're setting an example for some of these young guys that, yeah, you gotta, you gotta come in, you gotta prove your, prove your worth, prove that you can do what's asked of you, prove that, um, you know, you can, you come in and be a workhorse and Alec Mills has done that. And so again, is he the long-term solution as a pitcher in the rotation? Probably not. Um, but for this season, at least even for the start of it, you know, he's earned the right to, to kind of go out and prove it. Ryan, uh, we know you got a lot to do. We're going to let you go off and get your feet in the pool and make your deadlines with the, do you want to tell us what you're working on for all chgo.com or do you want to keep that a surprise? Um, you know, uh, all I'll say is, you know, we got a little, we got a little bit, um, cooking, uh, and we're, we're, we're in the lab. We're cooking a little bit of Adbert Alzelay stuff. Got to talk to a few guys about him. So, We'll have that coming, maybe a notebook if you're if you're interested in that. Um, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we're lining up some uh, some video interviews uh, soon that we can and, throw on hey, the podcast. You know, you you can only put one foot in the hot tub right now because if Carlos Correa signs, you got to get the swim trunks off and yeah. put down the pina colada, and you got to get over to Sloan Park and find <laughs> out what's going on. So. <laughs> Let's keep busy there, man. You just got to be ready. Like, only one foot in the hot tub. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Uh, you two, finish it off. Hold it down without me. Uh, we'll take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, man. See you, man. Have fun out there. Hope he's wearing his SPF. I'm, I'm worried about he, him. I want to make sure he's wearing that. He's looking tanner than when he was here. Each day, <laughs> the tan is getting a little bit darker, and I just yeah. want to make sure SPF 50 was packed in that suitcase, and I don't know. <laughs> Young guys don't want to listen to me. You're like the father of, I am, of us. Well, and you've pointed out, potentially grandfather. Uh, <laughs> if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO. When you sign up, not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to two grand. But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, including those articles from Ryan. And you'll also get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, just email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up available in Illinois. You can download that PointsBet app right now, register your account, start to finish, all from your phone, you're signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. And here at CHGO, we continue to crank out the podcast. You know, we've got two studios going. We're in Studio C for Cubbies right now. 
podcasts and live shows every team every day, post-game shows after every game, premium content for the members at allchgo.com. Of course, we've talked about Merch Madness, the dope merch that's out there. Sick drip. Sick drip. Still waiting for my shirt to come, so I'm thinking in the next couple days, I'll be able to show you some of the dope merch in person and put some of that swag on. You know, It'd be sweet if it showed up for that first game on Thursday against yeah. the Sox. So maybe the Sox guys would wear their dope merch and we'd wear our dope merch and it'd be like a dope merch St. Patrick's Day parade. Ooh. Huh? Wouldn't that be something? Would it be the electricity in this building would just be off the charts? It's already going to be. I, <laughs> I'm going to guess that there's going to be green beer in the building. But I, yeah, there might be athletic greens and then there might be the non-athletic greens that <laughs> Cody might be drinking. Um, or you have both. You have the athletic greens yeah. in the morning, and then you feel good about the beer in the afternoon. Exactly. It helps you feel better the next day, too. That's right. Don't forget, CHGO Lounge, members-only Discord, all part of it. Uh, so we hope you're checking out what we're doing, allchgo.com. Go to the YouTube channel. If you're there now, the chat's going. You see the best video feed of this. And make sure you give us a like, the five-star reviews, subscribe to the podcast, all of those things, and we appreciate your support so far. Uh, so I have a few stats that before, I saw. Oh, yeah. Before we bring it up, can we read Joel's comment, the five years, 125 for Wilson? Would you say yes, Luke? Five years, $125 million. I would. You would? I yeah. would like to see it go down to, like, five years, 100 Yeah. But I, I'm... A fan of signing Contreras to the extension because you do not have a catcher that is ready to come up through the organization. So unless you're going to play Jan Gomes every day and you feel like he's the guy, mm -hmm. I, I believe in Contreras. I would love to see the combo of Contreras and Jan Gomes. And Jan Gomes taking away some of the wear and tear that we've seen on Contreras over the last couple of years. You can use his bat, you can use his energy, you can use his leadership as a carryover guy. And, you know, I mentioned yesterday, he's the Joe Kim Noah of this team. He's he's the spark that's left. Javi's gone. He's the spark plug that's left from the championship team. There's a value to that. I don't know what the financial number is on it, but when you combine it with being one of the best catchers in baseball and all those other things, I'm not afraid to give him a five-year contract. Yeah. Especially with the DH. Right. When I originally saw Joel's comment, I was like, ah, it's a lot. Be, 125 a lot is a lot. But because I think about Yasmani Grandal's contract with the White Sox, I think he's, his is over the course of the ever, the amount of years he got was 80. He's better million. than Grandal. You think so? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, I, I know, I know, but not everybody agree, would agree with that. I think Sox I think, fans were very excited about Yasmani Grandal. Yeah. And now they're less excited about Yasmani Grandal. For sure. Grandal. Well, was, he definitely has. Uh, flaws defensively, and that's something that Wilson doesn't. I mean, he's not. He's improved. He's much improved. improved. The framing has become mm -hmm. much uh, improved. That, that used to be the one, the one thing against him on defense. But I mean, and Cody, what what young catcher doesn't have a flaw in his game? Right. Everybody's got a flaw in his game. Grandal's an older guy, right? That should have worked on some of those flaws. Contreras is a younger guy now getting to the prime, who I believe has worked and improved a lot of right. those flaws. Yeah, Grandal, he finds a way to get on base because he, he walks a lot, but he doesn't get a lot of hits. He hit below 200 last year. So, um, you don't pay a guy 
that much money for walks. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. And the only reason that the White Sox really aren't suffering from that is because they do have a stacked lineup. You have to admit that. Um, but as far as Contreras, though, I mean, I said it yesterday. You know, with the DH coming, it's going to be able to allow the Cubs to rest him a lot more um, in terms of just letting him, you know, go DH maybe a couple times a week. Um, I think that will be very beneficial for him, and it will allow him to keep the bat going for a full season instead of, like, the first couple months. Because I feel like the last couple years it's been, a, you know, he'll start off hot, right. but then die off later on because he's working so many innings. So, yeah, man, I'm just curious. I, I thought that was a good question by Joel. I like to see the chat off to the side. If you see us kind of looking down to the side, it's because we're reading the chat in the monitor yeah. uh, just below the camera. It's it's interesting to see what people are saying. Twenty five year for Wilson is one hundred percent worth it, says Nick. Yeah, G, I believe that is G I, or O. I, it's Nick also G. it's also given the the time period that the Cubs are in too. You know, the payrolls at like just under one hundred five million. Like, what's what's right. adding twenty five million to that? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, the Contreras money. If you're looking at it now and you're saying, all right, five for one twenty five. What you couldn't do, what the Cubs realized, is you couldn't give one of those type of offers to Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, Contreras. You couldn't give it to all of them. Currently, all of those other guys are gone. Mm -hmm. So you can give it to Wilson Contreras if you want to, and I hope they do. Right. I hope hope they complete filling out this roster with another key piece, and then I hope they give the extension to Contreras. Yeah. Yeah. that would in be a perfect, like perfect world, I, world, I would think that it'd be that would make Cubs fans happy. Yeah, there would be a lot of like, okay, like agree. Can, as a Cubs fan, do you agree that if if they signed, maybe it's not Correa, maybe it's Suzuki, maybe it's Schwarber, maybe it's mm-hmm. Rizzo, another key piece, and also go and extend Contreras. You'd be ecstatic about the offseason, adding Stroman and those guys. Would you not? Yeah, I'd be pretty happy based off what happened last season go, going into a very pivotal It would make off, up for that. Season. Yeah, it would make up a lot for it. And, uh, you know, obviously, they, you know, all the other small moves, they would, they would probably add in with that. Um, yeah, no, I, I would be – I would go into a season where there isn't a lot of expectation pretty happy. So um, Mark Joyce brings up, if they're looking to bring up young pitchers, you need a vet – like Willie behind the plate. Well, Jan Gomes would be good for that too. Yeah, that's, that's but true. But that, either way, if, if that's your combo, I like it. Yeah. Work with the young pitchers. Right. No, I like it. And uh, Nick also says, plus after 23, 2023, Hayward's $22 million is off the books. So, you know, you're basically, you know, in two years, if you were to give Contreras that contract extension in two years, basically you're just replacing Hayward's, uh, you know, w- replacing yeah. his contract with. Here's Hayward's. what I think Cup. In my impression, this is what I believe Cubs fans don't want to see. They don't want to see what the Bears are doing. The Cubs went to the World Series. They got rid of their core because it didn't work out. Currently, the Bears are getting rid of Khalil Mack, Tariq Cohen, Eddie Goldman, those type of players because they don't believe they're going to they're gonna shed as much salary as they can, and some of those deals will not help them this upcoming season. It will help them in the 2023 season when they will have tons of free agent money on their books, ready to spend. They'll have empty pockets and money to spend in 2023. Cubs fans would like to see, I believe, some of that money spent now. 
They don't want to wait to spend the money in 2025. Right. And and rightfully so, because it's been a few years since right. we've really done anything. They, I think the biggest complaint during the what we could call the golden era of Cubs baseball was when after 2018, when you know the bullpen was down or the offense was broken, as Theo said it, the Cubs didn't really do anything to try to fix these these holes or these flaws, and everyone just took it as well. Tom Ricketts is crying poor and doesn't want to pay certain players. All right, super fans. So let me ask you this: the Sox payroll currently up to 180 million. I'm not big necessarily on all the South. Like I know we mentioned Grandal, but. I realize the two franchises this year are in a different window. For sure. Sox payroll, all-time high for them, $180 million right now. Are you okay with the Southsiders ever outspending the Cubs? Um, you Because the Cubs are like 102, 103, 104. Yeah. Uh, you know, not there's always time for something that you never see happen, happen. So, like... The Cubs can win the World Series, then the White Sox can outpay the or outbid the Cubs or whatever and payroll for one year. I here here <laughs> would be the explanation that would be given for why this is happening. Now we understand that Wrigley Field is bringing in more money than guaranteed rate. It's for just sure. a fact. It just yeah. is, and so is the neighborhood and all the other things they've invested in in Wrigley Field. Right. Um, one of the reasons would be the Sox are in a championship window. Currently, the way the Cubs team is, they're not in a championship window. So that's a bit of an explanation. And the second explanation for if the Ricketts are talking to you would probably be having the highest payroll doesn't mean you win the World Series. It, it can handicap you later in. Like, it can definitely handcuff you later in the season. For sure. Or in a couple years down the road if you make the wrong deal. So it's not about spending money. It's about spending money correctly. And it's yeah. crazy to think that the White Sox shouldn't be somewhere near the – I mean, it's not like this is like Minnesota, you know, or, you know, Tampa Bay. This is a top – still a they're, top 10 in revenue. still in Chicago. Right, it's still yeah. top 10 in revenue. Think about the Reinsdorf family owns the Bulls. Like, you know, they have they have funds to, to put together a nice team. Do think the Cubs should be spending more on a consistent basis, but the White Sox shouldn't be looked at as this as a small, small market team necessarily. I would agree with that. And I will I'm gonna point this out about the Ricketts family as well. On the South side, the payroll is 180 million. They have a good team. They deserve to go after it this year. In fact, I said yesterday the White Sox guys, man, they ought to make a play for Joey Votto. If the Reds are just giving guys away, you guys ought to go get Joey Votto if I'm the White Sox. Or yeah. Carlos Correa or whoever you might want to look at. But yeah. the Ricketts family got the World Series. And on the south side, the stadium was paid for by us, by other people. It wasn't paid for at Wrigley Field. And I get it. Like, times changed. They dumped a ton of money into Wrigley Field. It's an investment, but they dumped a ton of their own money. So to say they haven't spent and that they're cheap is unfair in my eyes. Like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't spend more on the roster. Would I like to see it as a Cub fan? Would you? Right. Yes, I know you would. I'm just saying it's it's slightly unfair. They have dumped a ton of money into Wrigleyville and don't, Wrigley Field. Don't forget, this. these are the owners that doubled the worth of, of owning the Cubs within the first 10 years of buying the teams. And, are, you know, I think we would all agree, probably the best owners the Cubs have ever had. I mean, yeah, the only... 
immediately and in the it, first. The Cubs are only worth that when they go to sell them. Exactly, and and you know I don't know. It, that's where I think I, we I all just, get caught I, up in our in us being Cubs fans. You know when what ten, owners ten won you? What ago, owners won you the World Series? Ten years the ago, family. we would be crying I, tears of joy to be competing the way that we are year in year out for the most part these days. And I just think that you know sometimes we forget about that. There are and there are fans, and I understand it because the whole country is divided politically. That some disagree with some of the family's political views and agree with the other part other members of the family that have different political views. But if you can have different political views within the family, right? like you can have it within the organization. I will say I this. understand it all. Like some people are like, I get it. <laughs> I will say this, the timing of them wanting to go uh, become, uh, become owners of, uh, was it Chelsea FC? Yes. Is not exactly great. I well, will that, will be a, that will be a, a difficult PR spin if that happens. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, like, yes, that will be a difficult PR spin. Yeah. But it hasn't happened. And I don't blame anybody if they've got the money for at least investigating an investment. But it would be a difficult answer at a forum at Cubs convention someday. For sure. For sure. Um, so... Real quickly, I want to touch on this. We'll probably talk about it more tomorrow because it's so crazy, I think. Okay. Uh, the new projections have come out from Fangraphs oh, 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 and Pakoda. okay? All right. This started blowing up right before we started the podcast live um, at 4.30 today. Fangraphs, at the current way the Cubs roster is built, they have them at a 3.4% chance of making the playoffs. Pakoda has a 2% chance of the Cubs making the playoffs the way they're currently built. <laughs> Both of them have the Cubs locked in currently, as the way it stands, as fourth in the division, even behind Cincinnati, who has given away their entire team, minus Joey Votto. I don't understand the Cincinnati part. Yeah. I'm not a computer, clearly. Yeah. But wow. Clearly, Fangraphs is high on the up-and-coming players for the Reds, which, you know, Hunter, Hunter Green, I think that's his name. He a uh, two-way player, I under I believe. Like, yeah, like he's he's going to be a thorn in the Cubs' side probably soon. I don't know the timetable for when these guys are coming up, but I that's, I mean, there's, they have some young guys, despite moving all these dudes, and it still doesn't make any sense. They do have some young guys, but, man, like, that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Whenever, if you're a Cubs fan, if like even the Reds are getting, despite all the stuff. Do you think the odds are that low? With the, I, I do believe that if they don't make a significant addition, it's unlikely the team will make the playoffs. I right. just say that in the division they're in, and we hear Jack Flaherty's got problems with his shoulder, and I don't know how good the Brewers are or not this year. Yeah. Um, it, it's not like they're. There's no, in a packed division where you're, you're it's not saying, like the NL West. No, it's not the NL West. Right. You know, it's it's just not. It's like, not like uh, you baseball's know, a weird sport. Right. There, like, there's. It's not like I guess maybe the AL West where the the Astros have dominated for the last right. five years. You know what I mean? Um, Which is why, as a Cubs fan, you really want to see them go get two more pieces because right. you can make yourselves. In the conversation, if not a favorite to win the division with those two pieces. Exactly. I know you said, like, Correa might only take you to a wild card. I don't know. This division's got some openings. 
This, I mean, you had Correa and a pitcher, or I don't know. I'm just saying there's there's an opportunity for a mid level amount and not like breaking the bank for the future. Yeah, that I think puts them at least in the conversation. Right, and again, I say you they could they if you know Flaherty is if if that's a serious thing, and then you know you don't know like Brewers pitching is tops in baseball, National League at least in my opinion. And but you don't know if they you're gonna that, get, but you don't know if they're gonna be healthy. You right. never know that stuff. And you don't know if they're gonna be able to repeat what they did last year. I mean, what they were able to do last year is like it's hard to replicate like replicate that year in and year out. Right. And they are a small small market team. And I know they just signed Andrew McCutcheon, but like they are a team that relies on guys who you don't really know who they are to come up and kind of help you or help them kind of get over the top because as 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 us, we expect okay. You get, they got Brand Woodworth, they got uh, Corbin Burns, and you know, right? Christian Yelich, even though he's had down years the last two years, he's still Christian Yelich. He won two MVPs. Like you're expecting those guys to show up, but ever like I just but know. you don't you don't know if Brendan Davis is going to show up and light right. the world on fire. Right. That's what Cubs fans are hoping. You don't know if Braylon Marquez is going to show up and be the pitcher you need him to be. You don't know if Alzali when he gets healthy is going to. Right. There's a lot of ifs in baseball. There just right. are. And that's why 162 was worth fighting for because a lot of things can happen in 162 games. Sure. Joel, real quick, chiming in saying, glad that uh, Winker and Suarez are both not around anymore. They were yeah, killers, okay. man. Yeah. Especially Winker last year. He had a great season last year. Yeah. Winker's the biggest dick in the bleachers with the fans. He's the he's the worst to be sitting. He's chirping. He's you've had it's interaction. Fun. Yeah, with him? he's fun about it, but definitely got me a little pissed. <laughs> Joey getting a little fiery. I kind of respect that though because you know that guy's been get, he's getting chirped. Anyone who's out there and and left or right field at Wrigley's getting chirped. And this was before he had that that like all star breakout. Se- so who is this guy that's you know giving it back to us? And then the next season he's <laughs> lighting it up. Yeah. Joel also doesn't like those projections. He says there is no way, no way we finish behind today's Reds team. Yeah. It's, it, like I said, anything wild. can happen. I would find that more unlikely than the Cubs going up yeah. and catching one of the other teams and moving right. to the top of the it's division. It's like Fangraphs, again, they like are high on the up and coming players for the Reds and they're very much down on guys like Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom. I would love to know how accurate Pakoda is with the projections. I've, I've never gone back and looked at it. I just know that every year, Pakoda puts out the projections, and every team's like, "Come on, what are you? Yeah. No way!" Remember 2019? I think they were they gave the Cubs 79 wins, and everyone blew up about it, and I think they ended up winning 84, missed the playoffs, <laughs> whatever. Had that really, really sad um, ending to the year. I'm sorry for bringing it up. It's a, it's a computer <laughs> program, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So kids and their computers these days. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The Commodore, they, they're not, they don't make them like that anymore. Right. Um, so we're going to come back and do it tomorrow. We had fun again today. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Brendan and Corey are going to have a fresh Cubs related pod right here in the morning for you to go. You wake up, boom, it's ready for you. You're going to get so much Cubs content. And then we're back here again Wednesday afternoon live. Back to our old time, 3.30 Central Time. Corey's going to join us in studio, um, and we're going to work on some other special things. We'll see, but we're going to have fun tomorrow. In the meantime, going to go home, wake up in the morning, have my athletic greens, and be back here all juiced up, ready to go.
for another podcast tomorrow.